Hello and happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to a pod of Born Star, Born Star, Born Star. Where you recognize, where you recognize you're a star. Because you are a star wherever you are. And happy Thursday to you. Today is an opportunity for us to recognize that we have star power. Not only do we have star power, but we have confidence. We believe in ourselves. We know we can do anything we put our minds to. We might not be able to be like Captain America or, you know, Spider-Man. But, I mean, if you get bitten by a spider and you want to try to climb on things and you think you want to be Spider-Man, I guess you could try. It might not end well. And you might not be be able to pretend like you're 007, like you're a secret spy agent. But if you really want to do that, then try to sign up to become a part of the CIA or the FBI or something and see if they're hiring. I mean, there's so much you could do and the sky's the limit. If people are telling you what you can't do in your life, find a way to get rid of them and find people that will tell you what you can do. Because life's too short for us to be worrying about what doesn't work out. We need to enjoy what we're here to do, which is live. We're not going to live 15 times unless I can figure out where the fountain of youth is or vampires. And that's not going well right now. So I'm assuming it's a one and done. Anyways, this is an opportunity for you to recognize everything that you want can be possible. Stop telling yourself what you can't do and do the things that you didn't think were possible and be unapologetic doing it. Today is a Thursday and it's just another day where you can look in the mirror and say, yes, I can. Yes, I will. I did it. Instead of, no, I can't. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do it. You see how much better it sounds when you say you can do stuff? Keep that mentality today and every day. So let's take some time to do our favorite part of this podcast. No media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed. Because they lie to us, they lie to us anyway. Yo, today I want to talk about uh, Putin, okay, specifically. I want to talk about what he's done to Russia and how the United States and Europe or anyone else is trying to stop him, how it's not going to work. So let me just jump right into it. Putin has had a reign of power for a long time, right? And he's been in power. He's been operating with certain people. He's unapologetic. He doesn't feel bad about it. And he likes autocracy. He he wants to be in power. He wants to be a king. And that's basically kind of what he is. He is. Even when somebody else was holding the presidency in Russia, he was still there. So he never actually lost his power. Let's not lie to ourselves and act like he got here by accident. The people in Russia during the time he was running elected him in. It's just like, I don't know, I'll compare it to the United States of America. When we elect in president, like we elected in Biden, you're electing the men based off what they said they were going to do. And then when they start not doing those things, you know, well, here, anyway, they have four years to prove themselves or they're getting removed. Well, in Russia, he isn't leaving power or he lost power. Then he got right back into it. So it's like things are run differently there. And there's something called NATO 
And there's a lot going on with all of that. The problem with all of this is that the United States is saying they're going to put holds on things. They're going to make it difficult for people to utilize currency there. They're going to make it difficult for food to be sent and all these other things as well. And they're trying to delay or stop Putin from taking over that specific part as if that's actually going to stop him. And the most hilarious part about all of this is that Maybe this is not a bad idea because right now, dear America, you morons that are Democrats that are running for re-election again should be more concerned about the fact that you're going to be removed from your position. Likely you're all going to lose your power because people are tired of you saying one thing and doing another. But no, you're going to spend all this time and effort. You're going to spend all this money. You're going to fund troops going over to the line and you're going to do all this stuff. For what? Why is it our problem to be dealing with Russia? Like, I already had enough issues with the fact that we get too involved in Israel and we shouldn't have all these deals with them either. United States of America, man, you know, you want to claim that you're home of the free and the brave and all that crap. But are you actually home of the free, home of the brave? Are you actually doing these things you're claiming you're doing? Because it doesn't feel like you're doing any of that. I'm tired of the United States playing, acting saying one thing and then doing another. And Russia, I mean, while I want to give, like, I want to give them sympathy, right? Like, they're dealing with a, a with a really shitty situation there. Like, it, it's not great. But there's other countries that are dealing with that, too. Have you seen China? Have you seen Cuba? So when the United States wants to pretend like they want to be progressive, you want to turn into China? Like, we're going to have some dictator telling us what we can tweet on our phone and all that crap. I don't want to deal with some power-hungry lunatic. Um, granted, Trump kind of was trying to turn into that. And I'm not sure who they're going to have run in the Republican Party. But also, Democrats in the United States of America need to be careful here. Because what they're doing is they're they're creating... They're creating a path for Republicans that they might not be able to fix soon. And I and I don't think they should be trying this hard to dictate what another country should do. America acts like they're so invincible and it's just so damn annoying. Like, stop, man. Stop. Like, literally stop. Like. Like, the idea that we have to keep having these conversations is just ridiculous. It's upsetting that Ukraine is dealing with this. It's upsetting that a lot of things are happening in different ways than probably what they wanted. All of these things aren't great. But also... It's life. I hate to say it like that, but things are rough. If the United States keeps saying they're going to do one thing and they keep acting like they hold all this power, they're going to lose all the power because everyone is watching everything that's happening. And they're also watching the United States burn. I know it's easy 
for everyone to act like United States is so great. But I can definitely tell you as someone that lives in this country who gets overtaxed and penalized for trying to just live a good life and just have a little bit of sanity. Why can't there be student loan forgiveness for me and others that need student loan forgiveness to be able to leave, live okay? One. Why can't there be houses for us to buy? Two. Why do we have to feel bad if we're lucky enough to end up in the 1% and you want to diminish our opportunities or our feelings about things by making us overpay for everything? Three, why is it my problem to fix everything that you screw up, okay? Like Biden, you can't even talk, okay? And now you're trying to go after Putin, and Putin's not the greatest person in the world, but he's also not stupid, and he's been in power for a long time. So, like, it's like they're, they're, they don't get it. They don't get it. And they think they could just boss everybody around, not just Russia and they can mind their business in Ukraine and they have all these special groups and all this crap going on. And it's just like who, you know, all these things and and some of it is OK and other things aren't. And the whole climate thing, that was so idiotic and stupid. First of all, you're all flying to the summit on jet planes, which is using what oil, which is what killing off the planet. OK, two. If India and China aren't involved in this, nothing's going to happen in this planet to save us. We're all going to die horribly. So why are we acting like climate change isn't a thing? Because if it was that important, why weren't we actually acting better 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago? No one cares. That's why. Like this Putin thing that's happening with Ukraine and things that are happening in other parts of the world, like how China's going to try to take Taiwan and they're, they're probably going to do it. America can't be the crime stopper of the world or the universe or the galaxy or any of that. And you can't say one thing and do another. So there's that. Moving on from politics, because I don't want to get too far into this and You know how I feel about this. Like, it irritates me. Let's talk about something that's far more important. Let's us use the month of February as an opportunity to appreciate those who are black history, those who changed it all without thought. Let's recognize all they did. I'm just so proud. I'm just so excited. And I'm just astonished by the fact that those important people in history made the decisions that they made and all I want to do is just thank every person every aspect of everything that went into every decision that they made I wouldn't be here you wouldn't be here we wouldn't be in a situation where we're having these discussions on platforms like these and we're being heard so I know that everything that was done in the history that was done from the beginning of it led to where we are now and all I can do is appreciate it today on black greatness black history month I want to appreciate someone who is very important who you've heard about and it's not anybody who is goes ignored her name is Rosa Parks Rosa Parks was born February 4th 1913 
On December 1st, 1955, she boarded a city bus in Montgomery, Alabama and sat in the middle where black passengers at the uh, inner city were allowed to sit unless a white person wanted the seat. As the bus filled with new riders, the driver told Parkins to give up her seat to a white passenger. She refused. The driver called the police and Rosa was arrested. Her arrest sparked a major protest for more than a year. Most black people in Montgomery stood together and refused to take city buses. One of the leaders of the boycott was a young local pastor. And guess what his name was? Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, public vehicles stood idle and the city lost money. Still, the Montgomery Boys bus boycott didn't end until 1956 when the Supreme Court decision ended racial segregation on public transportation throughout the United States. So, do you see what I said earlier? The decisions and the steps that she made on that day, what they were fighting for, is something where I don't have to think about the fact that anybody I know, whatever color skin they are, could sit on a bus. And no one's going to say anything to them. Granted, I drive a car and I can't tell you the last time I was on a bus. But if I'm in a situation where I am on one and I'm in New York or something or L.A. or whatever. I don't have to think about this. It's not I'm not worried. I can't sit there because I'm not blah, blah. I'm not thinking that. Or I'm not thinking I'm a woman, so it's going to be more difficult for me to do things. I don't have those thoughts. I don't think like this. You know why I don't think like this? Rosa Parks. You know why I don't think like this? Martin Luther King. You know what's so beautiful about Rosa Parks? She worked and walked and stood next to Martin Luther King. And Martin Luther King spoke to the hundreds of thousands of people and changed time. See what I'm saying? Black greatness. Just another opportunity for us to acknowledge someone who's truly amazing and who's truly timeless. Thanks, Rosa Parks. Thank you for refusing to get up off that seat in the middle of the bus. Next part of the conversation. Real love. I'm searching for a real love. Someone to set my heart free. Real love. I'm searching for a real love. Well, I found my real love. And, you know, I'm very fortunate to have found somebody who is just truly amazing. You know, as I look back on time with uh, Skip, I'm just so grateful I found my my other person, my who, my soulmate, my best friend, uh, the person I'm going to be with forever. You know, sometimes we spend so much time getting caught up with the wrong people and, and we think that that's more important. But when you end up getting married and you end up finding somebody you're going to grow older with, that's that's what it's all worth. That's what it's all for. You could be rich or poor. You could be sick. You could be healthy. You can be you know, wide awake or you could be falling asleep. Having someone that you can grow older with and learn and make mistakes with and, and just live with is, is truly amazing. 
Real love is when you don't have to get up and go out and do things. Real love is when you can do Netflix and chill. Real love is when you can make breakfast for each other, make lunch for each other, order out. Whether you're doing things indoors, outdoors, you're together. That's what real love is. It's it's not fake. It's not something where you have to change who you are and be somebody else to be comfortable. That's not real love. That's pretending. And the reason I wanted to talk about real love is because it's 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 February and Valentine's Day is coming. And real love means you don't have to necessarily buy your wife or your girlfriend diamonds. Just spend time with her and let her know you love her. Uh, real love means you don't have to buy your husband or your boyfriend something expensive like, you know, like Tom Ford cologne or a a Louis belt or something. You don't you don't have to do that. You don't have to buy him a Rolex. I mean, granted, if you want to buy him one, you can. But real love is just kissing the person. Happy Happy Valentine's Day. Typically, you know, I'm very lucky for Valentine's Day. I get like two dozens of roses, and I I get you know treated very very awesomely and I I get beautiful things and and I don't have to get that but I do and it's really special and I I don't assume I'm going to get anything but typically I do and typically I try to buy something you know that I think Skip's going to like too and every year he ends up liking whatever I buy him and it's important to me because that's just what we do for each other real love is when you are able to be honest in a way that you can't be honest with anyone else. You're able to say things that maybe you can't have a conversation with anyone else with outside of like a best friend. That's what real love is. And real love is when you marry your best friend. I've told you about my experience with women and girls and how I thought my best friend, Brittany, I was going to end up being friends with her forever. And then I don't know what happened. If I didn't have Skip, I, I might have been more upset than I was. But he had been saying things like, you know, at some point, this friendship might not continue because your path might not continue. Granted, I think friendship should be able to outstand anything. And but I guess that wasn't the case here. But our friendship, our love for each other has outlasted it all. And if you're lucky enough to experience love the way I have congratulations and if you're still looking for it don't get up don't give up it is there i think there's somebody for everybody and sometimes it takes longer sometimes it takes shorter but you can't give up on love you can't give up thinking everybody sucks everything's horrible you're never going to be happy sometimes things happen for a reason sometimes things are difficult sometimes things are painful you know before i met skip i dealt with a bunch of shitty dudes and honestly i do think he was a godsend i think Everything was so clear for me so early on with him. I knew I was going to be with him forever. Just I kind of felt like that right away with him. And we're going to be together forever for the long run, for the long term, for a long time. And I'm just so happy, so grateful, so excited that I get to make these decisions with him. So I'm looking forward to whatever's next. And I hope if you haven't found that, I hope you do find it. So from me to you, find some real love.
And and that could be said for friends, that could be said for family, that could be said for any situation. Whether you want to adopt a pet or you want to have kids or you want to adopt kids, you can find real love in any of those situations. It doesn't have to be with a partner. It could be with any of those things as well. Or you could love diamonds. You could love a yacht. You could love a jet plane. You could love whatever you want. But real love with a person like that, like you, it, it takes time. It's not something where everybody you meet is going to fit what you're looking for. So be careful, but also have fun. Real love is fun. It's laughter. It's, it's, it's good. It feels good to be around somebody who loves you for who you are. Isn't that what we're looking for? Real love. I found my real love. I was searching for a real love. Ah, searching for a real love found mine i hope you find yours too okay next part of our conversation when you feel lost no you can't the world the news the stock market your ex-best friend twitter meta instagram snapchat tiktok it can all make you feel like where do i fit in how do i do this And I'm only saying that because everything is constantly changing and everybody wants to be the center of attention. And it's just go, 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 go. Never ending, never stopping, never over. And that doesn't mean you have to feel negative about yourself or feel like you can't do things. That's what I'm trying to say. Regardless of social media and what it tries to do, maybe make the decision to deactivate all your accounts and live your life. You know, I used to spend so much time on Facebook scrolling, hoping somebody would like what I posted, hoping whatever, trying to get people to like do things. That's not living. I even did it on Instagram. Like, granted, I like tone it up, but like I'm. Like, I don't have time to be scrolling, 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 liking, liking, liking all day, every day. Like, I work full time. Like, I really used to drive myself insane. Granted, I kind of like Twitter and I, and I don't mind, like, being a part of a club or a membership you're in and supporting people and trying to promote positivity and happiness. I'm all about that. And I really do think that that's what Tone It Up stands for. But, like, sometimes... Like, you just want to be in your own vibe, and you can't do that with social media. Like, you can't. It. That's why Meta has been doing really shitty with their stocks. That's why Twitter kind of fell. That's why all of it's just like a bottle of crapper. Like, don't feel lost. Because of something somebody said or something somebody did, a job didn't happen the way you want to, you you ventured off into a new a new field and it didn't work out. Don't feel bad about that. Things happen for the good and things happen for the bad. And you don't have to feel any kind of way about it. Just know that you can. Know that anything is possible when you put your mind to it. And don't feel bad about doing it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's okay 
to try again. And just keep moving. If something doesn't work out, see what can work out. If you tried to become a teacher and you decided you hated teaching, because guess what? Teaching kind of sucks. And for the people that want to continue to do it and get underpaid and mistreated and just lost, I don't know. I mean, good for you. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be an educator. I'm saying, like, everything is not for everybody. Some people don't like retail. Some people don't like this. Some people don't like that. Some people's family is really critical and horrible, and they treat them like really crappy. Don't let other people affect how you feel about you. That's why I always encourage my listeners to look in the mirror and tell yourself you can do it i try to start off the podcast by saying that so you don't get trapped in the negativity and the sadness and the loneliness of reality because i almost did get trapped into that i told you what happened with my best friend last november she just kind of stopped texting me back and that was that and it kind of made me think Where do I go from here? But you know where I went from there? To work. And you know what else I did? I ordered some Shake Shack. And you know what else I did? I watched Jim Cramer with Skip. And you know what else I did? I played with my puppy. And you know what? I got over it day by day. Like when people say negative things to you on social media or something, sign out of it. Deactivate it. Move on. Don't get caught up. Move on. There's there's nothing you can't do. Go do it. Next part of the conversation. Why not succeed unapologetically? Why be sad that you're successful? Okay? Like, like I don't know. My mom says to me that sometimes I sound like I'm overdoing the fact that I'm excited that I graduated from college. But I don't think she understands that a lot of people don't put the initiative or the time or the effort into doing anything. So the reason why I'm proud of myself, I'm glad I went to college, I'm glad I did all the things that I've done for my education, is because I understand the importance of education. We're living in a climate where if you don't have a bachelor's degree, you can't get a job. Like if you're trying to get like an actual like corporate job where you have career growth and you could potentially make a, a good amount of money, and I'm talking about like 35 to uh, 35,000 and up when we're starting at a really low point for middle class and higher. You need a bachelor's degree. I'm sorry, you do, it's a requirement. So why not succeed? Meaning it doesn't even have to be educational. It doesn't have to be uh, related to education, right? Why not succeed? Why are you sad that you graduated? Why are you sad that you finished this? Why are you sad that you're creative and you're artistic and you're smart and you're talented? Why are you sad that you have the ability to do great things and you want to feel bad about that because other people can't do it? Why are you sad that you can get up and go wherever you want because you don't have to deal with kids right now because you're waiting till you're in a different position to have them? Why are you sad about that? People make these decisions and they have to deal with the outcome of them. If you're going to have kids and you're not going to be married and you're going to do all these things, they're going to grow up differently. 
that's for you to think about that. The person having the kids, right? You can't blame your failure or something you didn't do correctly on anybody else. Like That's not something you can blame on someone. Be unapologetically successful. When you accomplish things and you do things, you know, don't be willy and really shitty about it, but be like, yep, I did it. And get excited about things you do. Get excited about things you accomplish. Why do you think college graduations are such a big deal with the balloons and all the pictures and they take your pictures when you get your degree and the parties and the enthusiasm behind it? Why do you think it's so big? Because you accomplish something and not a lot of people do that. Granted, when you're graduating, it's a lot of people that are there that are graduating with you. But overall, when you look at the numbers, not a lot of people have education. So be proud. Next part of our conversation. Are you over mask mandates? Because I am. I don't understand why there are mask mandates. Why are there... Why are there mask mandates when the CDC discovered that mask mandates don't actually work? Why? Does that make any sense? I don't think it does. Like, where I work, they put the mask mandate back. We're two years into COVID. Wearing a mask isn't going to stop it. Like, you're you're all concerned about Omicron because it's a new variant of COVID. You know why COVID isn't over? Because they took away the fact that people needed to have a shot. They took away the requirement for getting the COVID vaccine. And now that the, the court has decided that, this is never going to end. Also, they don't close down the United States of America correctly when they hear that other people in other countries could potentially be infected with it. There, this isn't ending. Whatever China did when they created this, they created something where there's not an end to it. We're going to have to learn to live with it. So why am I wearing a mask? And I have all the shots. I did the booster. Why am I still being punished for people that don't want to get these shots? That's what this is. It's a punishment. Because if you already got the two shots or the one, I mean, I got Moderna, so I got two, and then I got the booster, right? So that's three. If you've already done all of that, why do I have to take another precaution by wearing a mask? For who? I'm good, right? If anything happens to me, the symptoms are going to be very low and I'll be fine, right? I'll be fine. I won't end up in a hospital. I won't need a ventilator. I'm not going to be in that situation, right? One, I'm not old. Two, I'm not obese. Three, I'm in good health. Next part of the conversation. This affects people that have underlying conditions already, like people that might have, I don't know, uh diabetes, people that are overweight, people that are older in age, that's who this affects. So if 
and it could affect young people as well, but it's affecting more people that are unvaccinated than vaccinated. And if you actually look at the numbers, if you look at the statistics, if you look at all the information that's provided to you at any point when you want to look at it, who thought these mask mandates is going to fix anything? Because mask mandates isn't going to make the people that don't want to get a COVID shot get it. You do know that, right? You know that, right? It's not. This isn't going to work, dude. It's just... It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I'm over mask mandates. I've been over them. All summer, they stopped the mask mandate, right? Where I work. They started the mask... They stopped the mask mandate in July. It's February of another year, and now you're bringing it back? Why? Okay, this is dumb. I just, the government in the United States of America is full of morons and they need to clean house. Like, immediately. We need to get rid of the sludge and the shitty people that are running things here. Because they don't know what they're doing. Facts. Masks do not prevent you from getting COVID. You know what prevents you from getting COVID? Having a damn shot. You know what also prevents you from getting COVID? Washing your hands and not being up in people's face. Maybe we should have continued the six feet apart thing. But if we're not doing the six feet apart thing, why am I wearing a mask? Dude, bunch of morons running the country. Like I keep saying every day, we've elected in a party that does not know what the hell they're doing. The Democrats are just pathetic. The Republicans are pathetic, too, but everybody knows it, and no one has a problem admitting that. But let's be 100% honest about this mask mandate problem. All they keep talking about is COVID, 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 COVID. It's a sick. They're sick. They're sick in the head. They don't understand how a pandemic works. It's not going away. You have to learn to live with it. Why don't we treat this like we treat the flu and get a shot? There's something called the flu shot, okay? There could be a shot for it. Can we get over it? I don't see why we have to wear masks. I don't really care about anyone else. How about that? Why am I being punished because some other idiot doesn't want to take the shot? If they don't want to take the shot, then they're taking the risk of getting it. That's not my problem. I got my stuff done. I'm worried about me and the people I love. Outside of that, if you want to be a moron, too bad. If if you're in a situation where your health is, you know, you could potentially die from getting COVID, then you probably shouldn't be going anywhere. You should probably have everything delivered to your house. You probably shouldn't be out if you're old. You probably shouldn't be doing a lot of things. That's what I'm saying. Outside of that, I don't care. Just saying. Mask mandates are a bunch of crap. And... I don't like it, but nobody cares what I think. But I think a lot of people agree with me. So I'm just going to stick with that. Next part of our conversation, let's get into Star Wars Talk, Star Wars Talk. We watch together in this edition of Star Wars Talk. Let's talk about what happened to the latest season of Storage Wars because it kind of never finished. Okay. They had this very like 
vibe thing going on that was okay. And that was pretty decent. Uh, who knows? But I don't know, the characters started getting weird. And there's a lot of things that don't feel like it used to be. Granted, I caught up with all the storage wars. My favorite character has got to be Barry of all time. Uh, I also like Renee. Ivy's not that bad. Um, I think Storage Wars was on A&E. And I think it was on Hulu for a little bit of time. Can't remember the other app I found it on. But we've been able to catch up with all of Storage Wars. It also comes on A&E on the TV. So that's another place where you can really binge watch it. Because sometimes... They have marathons of it, so you can really watch episodes from a long time ago. That's kind of where I started watching it from, TV. Uh, and and they play it all the time. So, you know, if you're looking for a way to have some fun, put Storage Wars on. But the latest season of it, I don't know how they're doing Storage Wars now because of COVID. And also because... What is there to buy in COVID? Granted, like, before you used to be able to look at storage storage units and find things that might have had some value. But now when you're doing it, some of the stuff is like, uh, questionable. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's what I'm saying. Next part of our conversation. Is Shipping Wars better now? I feel like the new characters on Shipping Wars are better. Because the last people that they had on Shipping Wars, well, one of them died. And one of them just didn't know what he was doing. Like, he had this, like, weird van thing that he would drive around. And it was like a nursing home van. And he couldn't load anything on it. And I don't even know when that came out. Like I said, I just watched the reruns of it on uh, TV. Uh... I did catch up with that one, too, but I think that was on Hulu that I watched that. One of them. Um, some of the characters on the last season, like, they were, like, eh. Like, some of the things they would bid on, it would be like, why are you bidding on this? Like, what are you doing? That's a great question, right? What are you doing? I'm just saying. Just saying. I don't know. I think the new Storage Wars is... Um, Okay, the characters are questionable. It's not fun, though, because they don't actually... We don't get to see the part where they're bidding on it. They, like, already have made the deal, though. They, like, changed it around. So I don't know if I would say this is better than the older version of it. I disagree. But I guess things have to change. So I guess we'll give it some time and see if we like it. Feels like a lot of HDTV... Is based in the South. Like hometown. Like uh, married to real estate. All these other. Um, 
shows that they have, they're in, like, down south or Canada. Like, I can't really find anything that's, like, near where I live outside of uh, the, the new contractor show that they just started airing on HDTV outside of that. There's really nothing in the East Coast. They have one called um, Flip a Flop, but that's in California. Like, why am I not seeing properties where I live, like near where I live, like East Coast? Like, there's nothing here. So that that makes it feel like, does that mean there's really shitty properties here and there's really nothing good to sell? Because what are we doing? I don't know. Is there a question, all right? I guess. I feel like they could do more with HGTV and they need to branch out and they need to get more people on that are offering better things. Because I'm tired of really seeing the same thing. And I really do like HGTV, but where's Properties Brothers? Uh being played out of because I think that's in Canada too like a lot of these shows aren't even in the like they're not loco questionable right I guess we'll have to wait and see next part of the conversation what's your favorite Keurig cup. I gotta tell you that I really like um, anything French vanilla. I, that's pretty much a go-to. But outside of the fact that I like French vanilla, I like I like little hints of caramel. And, and, like, flavor. My mom gets the plain ones. I don't know how she does it. I have to put cre- creamer into it to get the flavor, but who knows. Um, I don't know. It's questionable. There's so many flavors you can get, and I think the best place to buy... K-Cups is Target. I also think it's great to buy it online. Also, um, you know, I have the Nespresso, so I haven't really ventured into Nespresso flavors yet outside of what it came with in um, Starbucks. But I bought that specifically so I could make my own lattes at home because I don't, I don't, I told you I want to cook more at home and, and this gives me an opportunity to do that. So between the Nespresso and uh, the Keurig, I think I'm I'm very satisfied with coffee right now, especially at home. Uh, next part of our conversation, what to order. Like when we're ordering out, typically I use uh, Grubhub because I have a membership with them. Not Grubhub, I'm sorry, Uber Eats or I use DoorDash. But I typically go to DoorDash. Lately, we've been ordering... Uh, well, we had, um, what's the name of that chicken, please? Uh, give me a minute. Let me go to it.
bird code, chilies, wings, or hot table. Hot table is the paninis. Uh, bird code is the chicken place that's located in Connecticut. Very good chicken if you haven't tried it. If you haven't tried it, you need to try it. It's delicious. Oh my God, it's so good. And uh, typically we just, uh, you know, try to eat the same things. Chili's has a great uh, a variety of things to eat too. Uh, like I always tell you, we always eat from Park Lane. That's one of our go-to places. But like for ordering on apps, it's usually just DoorDash or Uber Eats. Like, I don't know. I have Groupon too, but I don't have a membership to that. So if I'm using Groupon, it's only so I can order from specific places. I, I pay the monthly fee for um, DoorDash and Grubhub. So I get like, I don't have to ever pay for shipping for things because I pay for the fee. So that's really useful. Um, but I, I stick with DoorDash. Some of the time with DoorDash, I have a lot of questions. But sticking with DoorDash and sticking with Uber Eats. Anyways, guess what? It's the end of our podcast. Thank you for tuning in to a Thursday version of Born Star, Born Star, Born Star. Where you recognize, where you recognize your star. Because you're a star wherever you are.